A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hansen and Betsy Thompson. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday. Hopefully you enjoyed the cool weather. It was not a not a miserable week this week, and that's that's a win when we're talking 2020. If we can end a week and say, you know what? That one wasn't miserable. I think that counts as a win. That goes in the win column. So last week for me, this week anyway, this 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 week that we're ending goes in the win column because it wasn't utterly miserable to be outside. And, and that was nice. Got a lot of yard work done this past Saturday. Did a fair amount of things outside this week. Hopefully you got outside and enjoyed the weather. A couple of days even felt like fall. It was almost a little chilly. So I'll take it. I know things will change again, but for now, I'll take it. This week on the show, obviously, Betsy's still not back. She'll be back eventually. Not sure exactly when, but it's getting closer. For now, we've got a couple of interviews that we recorded. Well, actually, one interview that we recorded before Betsy's surgery happened. And that's a really interesting one. It's going to play in the middle of the show today. And it's an interview with Caroline Dwan from Benjamin Moore. Caroline basically helps us with our marketing and with different aspects of that from Benjamin Moore's point of view. She's based in Chicago area and she covers the Midwest region. Anyway, Caroline came to an event that Repco Light hosted in November. We talked about it on the radio. It's a color and design event. And uh, basically, Betsy and I put on a presentation amongst other presentations there, but we were focused on Iris Apfel, who is a 98-year-old or so a fashion icon, believe it or not. And Iris is so interesting. And in digging into who she is and the theory behind everything she does, Betsy and I learned so much that we took that and turned that into this presentation that we gave on home design and how we, as you know, just regular homeowners, how we can learn from what Iris has done and really change how we feel about our homes. Anyway, we thought the presentation was pretty good. We didn't think it was amazing, but we thought it was pretty good. Caroline, on the other hand, was blown away. I don't know what happened, but something in there hit her, and she ended up calling us and wanting to come out and sit in the studio and talk about it and how it impacted her. So that's what's coming up in the middle of the show. A lot of great practical ideas come out of that that interview. So that's coming up. We're also going to dig into, at the end of the show, an old segment from, oh man, a couple of years ago. But it was a really interesting one. It's one of the ones that I look back on, and I don't know that it was the most brilliantly delivered segment that we've ever done. Uh, I'm sure it wasn't. But it was one of those that I remember as so interesting because I learned so much. And it's about extension cords. And as boring as that maybe sounds... I was blown away by how much information the general person really doesn't know when it comes to extension cords and how important that actually can be towards getting good results. So that's coming up at the end of the show. Right now, before we go to all of that fun stuff, I just want to dig into an article that I found online and I just thought it was relatively interesting and I think there's a practical aspect to it. And it's about Disney World and all the ways that they get of, get rid of mosquitoes there. Now, I've never been to Disney World. I've seen pictures, but that's about as close as I've gotten. I, I, I don't probably think I'm going to get to Disney World. It's not one of my 
my bucket list things, you know? So it's not a big draw to me. But this article was very interesting. And they address in the article the fact that there are no mosquitoes, or at least extremely few mosquitoes at Disney World, which is strange because it's in Florida. In fact, it's in a swamp in Florida. At least that's where it was originally built. So you would expect hordes of mosquitoes to be there. But apparently that's not the case. Now, if that's not true, then I don't know. I'm just going by what I'm reading here, that that is true. So we're starting with that premise. Anyway, how do they do it? And this wouldn't be interesting to me if they just, you know, dive bomb the place with insecticides and stuff like that. You know, that, that, that wouldn't be interesting. But they didn't do it that way. They didn't take care of it that way. It all starts with this guy named General William Joe Potter. And basically, he was the governor of the Panama Canal Zone, which was an area ravaged by malaria-carrying mosquitoes, all right? That's one of the things he had done in his previous life before he started working with Disney. Well, anyway, because of that experience, he was hired by Walt Disney to help him with this new theme park that he was building because the guy knew how to alleviate or eradicate mosquitoes And Walt Disney wanted that done in his place. So Joe comes in, and he has a number of innovative techniques to keep these these bugs away. Now, Now, Disney doesn't want to go to all the different insecticides. So they decide to hit what we've talked about on, on the show before with Rose Pest Solutions with David Pop. They went after the larva instead. You know, they want to make the park a non-ideal environment for mosquitoes to live or even lay eggs. So one of the ways to accomplish this is Disney went around or or this potter went around and basically got rid of all the standing water. There was no still water anywhere. So if you go there, everything you see is moving. And people at the park have pointed out that visitors don't really even notice it. But every body of water has has fountains or it's moving or whatever. And the thing is, mosquitoes are attracted to still water, and that's where they want to lay their eggs. If the water is moving, they don't want anything to do with it. So right off the bat, they eradicated a huge source of mosquitoes. Another thing that they've got going on there is the architecture. The buildings are designed to prevent water from collecting there. Everything is about eradicating standing water. In the landscaping, the plants are chosen with the intention of eliminating water, standing water. They're chosen because they won't allow water to puddle in them. So the leaves or the foliage doesn't allow the water to pool for any length of time. It sheds it. It dries up and it goes away. They do other things. They have a garlic solution that they'll spray. We don't smell it, but the insects and the mosquitoes hate it. But the main thing I thought was interesting is the key component to keeping mosquitoes away from Disney World. This massive park with all this money, the key component is getting rid of standing water. So think about all the areas around your home. If you struggle with mosquitoes, whether you do right now or you do in the spring or whatever, do what you can to eliminate the standing water. Do that and you're miles ahead in the fight. All right, simple to do, practical. Now, when we come back, we're going to be in the studio with Caroline Dwan talking about design in our own homes and how to pull it off, even when we haven't a clue. That's all next. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. 
I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. And we're in the studio with field marketing manager from Benjamin Moore, Caroline Dwan. Did I get that right? Yeah. Did I? You did. You I almost, wish I had not I stopped. Was, I was hearing, listening for the field marketing manager, which is what you've the called her The very first time. Well, you've been on the show once before. I have. And of all the guests, I think this is hilarious because <laughs> Caroline helps us with our marketing. Yes. And, you know, we kind of have lots of round and round discussions about, you know, how's the best way to market and all, all of those things. And she always lets us know what Benjamin Moore is doing. Mm-hmm. But when Caroline has come for an interview... One time, that's the only time, except for this one. But each of these times, you have come with something no other guest ever in the history of our show has done. And that's a title for your own segment. Yes. Caroline spends hours planning out titles. She does. When she's finally on the air again, Uh she's got a title. The very first one, she shows up and says... We're going to talk about how color is my kryptonite. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I thought, well, wait a minute. We get to name the thing. Yeah, Caroline but, but it, was, it. it was spot on, man. I know. That was like the perfect title. Now, I don't y- know. You would have come up with that. I, no, I wouldn't have. Mine are never as witty. Yeah. Mine are more practical that and get straight true. to it. Yeah. What is this segment entitled, Caroline? Do you, you had a name earlier. Do you remember it? So I have two, but I'll go oh. with the first one that came to mind, which is a pack rat's guide to shopping at home. All right, a pack rat's guide to shopping at home, brought to you by Caroline Dwan and Benjamin Moore and Repcolite. And Repcolite. So well, let's talk about that. But I, I guess I know where we're going. Kind of. I kind of do. But in the fall, this past fall, mm. we talked about it on the show plenty of times. We had a color and design event, and we called it Turn Design on its Head. We had a lot of folks there over two nights, and we talked about color and just different paint products and all of that. And our focus for that evening was a lady named Iris Apfel. Yes. And we, we've talked about her on the show before and her influence in our lives, you know, how she seems a little bit crazy and a little bit out there, but she's 98 years old. Yeah. But if you distill down what she does and what she says, it's all about making your space who, who you are, right. vision of who you are on the inside. And it, making your home the place that you want to be not what everybody else wants not what the magazines are showing you but the place that is truly your home right so we had that event we talked about iris and caroline you were at i believe our second event the event for the Mm -hmm. professionals architects designers painting Mm -hmm. contractors and we had a slightly different take on iris yeah for that one a little bit and caroline for some reason this impacted you (laughs) i loved it so much. Which is why you're here right now. <laughs> See? That's how I do it. Yep. Yep. So tell us, I mean, why did that impact you? I mean, for the people who didn't hear it, let's just get dig into it. How does that tie into this Pack Rat's Guide to Shopping at Home? Well, we do know Iris has a lot of collections. Lots of collections. <laughs> yes. So I'm sure I'm not alone where, and this is where I was inspired by it, is there have been times when I've gone to, let's say, a Marshalls, a TJ Maxx, a flea market, a uh, whatever, and a, a piece spoke to me. Mm-hmm. And I may or may not have brought it home. I probably brought it home. And it stayed, <laughs> and it stayed in its bag or oh, box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it lived in the basement. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of No, why would it do that? Well, why because, would it stay in the basement? Because, you know, we previously talked about my fear of color. Mm-hmm. Color is my kryptonite. Correct. So I'm just afraid of going off the rails and 
um, doing something that is bold and different. Mm-hmm. So you find these pieces. Let me see if I get this straight. You've got this something that spoke to you. Yes. And what we're talking about is it appealed to you. Something about it yes. was just really fun, really interesting uh-huh. or whatever. And you snatched it up, had to have it. Then you get home and you think, oh my goodness, I'm insane. Why did I buy this? If I put this out, people are going to think I'm nuts. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that where we're going? That or it's off the rails? Or what am I going to do with it? Where gotcha. am I, how am I going to use this? Where am I going to put it? Where would it look good? Where Because perhaps so- it doesn't fit with what you've got going on in the house already? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I try to have an aesthetic of simplicity because mm-hmm. we've talked about how I think I'm, you know, kind of simple. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Wow. It's a whole wow. psychological just, profile. If I had said that, you'd have jumped yes. all over that, Betsy. Yes, I would have. It's about how I think. I'm kind of simple. Mm-hmm. And and you've nothing to say to Caroline about that? No, I You're don't. You're just going to let that one go? Yes. All right. So you've got the simplistic thinking style. <laughs> Because I understand what she's saying. You I never understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've got this style and you find these pieces and maybe they're outside of that. Yes, exactly. So it's off the rails. It's off. I'm out of my comfort zone, but there's some reason that I am attracted to. I'll give you an example. Yeah. There was a, um, so you know, my, my aesthetic is real like gray and beige and I want mm-hmm. simple and simple lines and everything. I came across this giraffe print wooden bowl mm-hmm. how would that fit in my home like where would that mm-hmm. it wasn't even really a bowl i i used it a little while to hold remote controls uh-huh. <laughs> i'm thinking well that's not probably the best use of it or like plastic green apples and while mm-hmm. they make a lovely accent piece what do i put them in mm-hmm. that the cats mm-hmm. won't decide as a toy gotcha. right so there are those types of or i've got these little now you're gonna see here okay. we go i got these little glass hearts that i got in mexico um Aww. it's it was frida Kahlo's signature oh, were yeah. these glass hearts and i bought a bunch of them and they are in my dresser drawer wrapped up again worried about cat toys but if mm-hmm. i put them high enough right those cats are getting older they can't jump like they used to so, you, so none of these things are displayed? Or? No, they're all hidden. So that is the, so sad. Well, it and is that's sad. The, that's the whole point that we tried to take or, yeah. or convey with this Iris presentation. And if you have no idea who Iris Apfel is, just Google it. A-P-F-E-L, Iris yes. Apfel. And yes, the crazy person that you see is Iris. Giant watch, glasses, watch, white hair. <laughs> watch a few videos and you will find her to be one of the most endearing people mm-hmm. you have ever oh. encountered. Yeah. But her whole thing is just dress for your or hers is fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dress for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes, she has ties to the interior design world, but really what she's known for now is fashion. And it's all about finding what you like and doing it for mm-hmm. you because it's what makes you happy. And and when you talk about these things that you found the hearts. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a big part of what Iris talked about in mm-hmm. you know, in some of the video clips that we played yeah. where she travels the world, mm-hmm. finds these things mm-hmm. yeah. that just speak to her that represent her journey, you know, yeah. as a person, not just her journey to wherever, but these are things that meant something and they're their memories wrapped up in them. Those yeah. things take pride of place in her home. And she walks through, and it's less about conforming to some style mm-hmm. or some color scheme. It's more about creating the space that reflects her and everything that matters to her. Yeah, because when I first saw her apartment in New York, I thought, man, it looks like design threw up in here. Mm-hmm. What is happening? Because <laughs> is there's crazy. just stuff everywhere. She has a collection of nutcrackers, and she has Kermit the Frog riding an ostrich in her mm-hmm. living room. And there's just stuff everywhere. But once you understand 
why she has these things, they become a conversation piece. Well, and you know, I Caroline, re- all of your pretty little hearts can be your story. Yeah. You know, people are going to come in and they're going to say, where did those come from? How right. did you come to have those? And now you have a story to tell and they mean so much more than just a decor piece. And it doesn't mean you have sure. to go crazy with it, right? Right. You can just... Bring in what you want to bring. Mm-hmm. I, that's Iris's whole thing. This works for her. Right. You got to find what works for you. But it's all about using these pieces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you had mentioned right after that design event, you called me to kind of give us, you know, some feedback mm-hmm. to help us improve, you know, things that mm-hmm. Betsy could work on. I think is how you titled that <laughs> I conversation. Because so, Caroline really? titles all of our conversations as yeah, well. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that she did not entitle it things Betsy could do differently. Pretty sure. But you're not absolutely positive. (laughs) Anyway, let's just work with that idea. But anyway, one of the things you mentioned is that, and I don't even know if you'll remember this conversation exactly, but the thing that stuck with me is you said you drove back from that event almost frustrated and sad about things that you've passed up at stores. Because now, if you had seen that, you would have brought these things home and made them part of your decor. Absolutely. Talk more about that. Well, so because there have been so many times that these little treasures have been hidden that I really limit myself and say, no, no, and you haven't you haven't used the stuff you already got. Like, mm-hmm. why would you add more to that collection? Mm-hmm. So, yes, I mean, there's I remember trips that, you know, I've I've been fortunate enough to take a couple trips to Europe. And I remember just different things, you know, when we were in Belgium and, you know, other places where I was like, oh, I'd really like that. But what would I do with it? Mm-hmm. You know, I have, I just have, I'm, all these things are coming back in my head right now. And I'm like, where could I put them? We have a box them? of Kleenex here. <laughs> Thank you. I feel, I'm like, I need more table space or I need something like I, I just, or I just need to figure out how to use it. Maybe clear out the things that really are clutter and get rid of that. And then find a space for these things that are these treasures or share those treasures with other people and get rid of them or give them to somebody because it's like, oh, I was thinking about you. I thought you might like this, Mm -hmm. you know, so. I think that's... I have this huge urge to go to Caroline's house. You are welcome. And help her walk through and bring these things out and help her display them so that she's happy. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) like a little staging thing, right? Yeah. That would be fun. You are welcome anytime. The journey of Caroline Dwan. Yeah, shopping in my home. Oh, we got another title. (laughs) Journey. Everything that Caroline does is going to be titled from now on. (laughs) Well, we're going to call this the intermission with Caroline Dwan. (laughs) Yes. If you can stay. Of course. She will. We'll be back in the studio with Caroline Dwan from Benjamin Moore in just a minute. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. We're back in the studio. I'm back. Mm-hmm. Betsy's back. Caroline, Caroline Dwan from back. Benjamin Moore is back. Thanks, Caroline, for waiting with us. Yeah, of course. Putting up with us. <laughs> Putting up and with all you. Our Speak frivolity for during the break. Uh-huh. Yeah, we run around and act like crazy people, right? Uh-huh. Did you even offer her a cookie? I didn't offer her anything. Of course you didn't. <laughs> I am absolutely a terrible host. I know, I know that. I don't even think about other people's I know. Needs. The last guest we had, I had to finally ask him, would you like a water? I know. I just thought he had a cough. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was nice of you to think Here, that. Here, it's okay. Just sit there and choke. Yeah. That's fine. We're talking about, uh, well, all kinds of different things. Basically, yeah. uh, Caroline's entitled these two segments, A Pack Rat's Guide to Shopping at Home 
And we're referencing an event that Betsy and I and Benjamin Moore and Exalta hosted, oh, back in November, November. where we focused on Iris Apfel, and we tried to give people the freedom. Well, we don't give people anything, but we tried to (laughs) encourage people to embrace the freedom to decorate the way we all want to. I mean, we're all crammed into this idea that we have to toe a certain line or we've got to be serious in what we do. Or that we have to find a certain, a certain style. style. That is like it's my pet peeve. okay to branch out and to have a little fun with your decorating. I mean, really, isn't that what it's all about? Yeah. I mean, why do we want to make our homes so serious? We're not going to have magazine shoots there. Right. Normally. Right. Shouldn't it just but be fun? But that's what we see in magazines, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's mm-hmm. how we think... It should look is like that magazine. So we aspire to do that versus what I love so much about Iris is she made me feel free. She made me feel like she puts together this wacky jewelry. Mm -hmm. She has this house that's got or this apartment that's filled with things that if you look at it, it's kind of, you know, it's like the I spy game, you know, Mm -hmm. where you're like, oh, my God, I never would have thought of that, (laughs) you know, and, and so that's that is really inspiring to me because it gives me the freedom as somebody who's kind of a rule follower to say, oh, I guess I could put that wacky. Mm -hmm. Like, how would that giraffe wooden bowl fit in my house? It doesn't matter if it doesn't make sense. I love it. I remember where I got Mm -hmm. it. It was just like a Target or TJ Maxx or something. I remember where I got it, and then I make up the story of which store it was, right? <laughs> I know it was really affordable, so I can even picture like the price tag on it, right? which is why I couldn't return it also. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's it just, I felt like she gave me freedom to just say, you don't have to follow the rules. Whatever makes you happy, go for it. So what about the shopping at home thing? A pack rat's guide to shopping at home. I know where you're going, but let everybody else know. Well, so where I'm going with this is that... Um, Sometimes you don't have to look outside of yourself or out of your home to find whatever it is that gives you joy. And so, like, we, I think, as consumers generally have a tendency to try to find something else that's going to make us happy. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, if only I had this, you know, whatever it is, this piece that they're showing in this magazine, Mm -hmm. this brass, you know, lamp, I'd be happy. But you probably have something really, or for me as a pack rat, (laughs) I already have something Mm -hmm. that would make me happy that's made me happy in the past that I forgot about. So, so all I have to do is kind of dig through. It's very psychological. But all I have to do is kind of dig through what I already have. Where do you keep it all? In my basement. <laughs> you know what, though? My mom does the same thing. And we moved a lot when I was a kid. And there are boxes in her basement that have not been opened in over 20 years. Mm. Because they moved from one house to the next and the next. She never got these things back out. And so it really is exactly what you're saying. It is like a treasure trove down there because you open a box and it's things you haven't seen in years. It's like going to an antique mall. Mm -hmm. Well, and we change over time. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, something that we liked at one point, we grew away from, whatever you want to say, you come around again. Mm -hmm. Or the needs change. We, I built that game table. Yeah. For my kids. I built mm-hmm. a game table where we've got a television in the middle of it. And we play all kinds of games. And oh, wow. the TV has a map that moves. And they put little characters on it. It's, it's fancy. It's very fancy. Very fun. And anyway, we created this kind of a gaming mm-hmm. room downstairs. And I was doing exactly what 
you said everybody does. You know, I started looking online. Where can I find some? I need candle holders because we need candles. And, you know, it's a Dungeons kind of a game. So we mm. need all of this stuff. And then I had to get something out of this little cupboard area or pantry area that we've mm-hmm. got in our basement that's actually just full of home decor uh-huh. that we didn't know what to do with. Oh, wow. And I opened it up. Oh, my goodness. Look at all of this. Oh, here's exactly what I need. <laughs> and all of it's in here. It's like yes. brand new. I'd forgotten that we had it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had taken it down at one point, and now it comes right back. Mm-hmm. So save tons of money, but rediscover all these cool things. Yeah. And I mean, I think about the time when we repainted our house from khaki to Manchester tan. Yeah, that incredible <laughs> leaf. I mean, <laughs> bold. Just new territory oh, being yeah. blazed. But I took all that stuff that I had out, and it's in a box somewhere, and I was trying to be simple in my mm-hmm. redesign, so I never grabbed that stuff. So it's still sitting in a box right? somewhere in my basement. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure if I focused, I could find it, but that would require cleaning the basement. <laughs> so that's probably not going to happen. But if I, you know, if I just went down there, I could probably, like, that could be a fun project to organize all my stuff. And then when mm-hmm. I'm looking, when I'm feeling bored with my space, like, think about how much your room changes if you just change the furniture on it. Right. You know, around. Or how, you know, you, when company's coming over and, and you might just make something look different or you get a new rug or whatever mm-hmm. it is. So that would be a really great way to invigorate Room. Moving furniture from room to room is, yes. is one My mom easy does way to. All the time. She's constantly moving her living room furniture around. Every time I go home, it's in a different position. I'm like, see if you're what paying are you attention. Doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, the other thing is, you people get set in this idea that I have this thing in this room and this is its place. I yeah. talked right. about I it. I do with that with my... the toilet in the bathroom. That's its place. But that doesn't oh have to goodness. be the way, right? Uh, yes, that maybe that does one thing have does. to be the way. Yeah, well, I talked about it with my grandma for Christmas. Uh-huh. She knows when she gets out her Christmas decorations, everything goes in this certain place. And I think we all get in that same type of yes. habit, even with our home decor Oh, this is the box for the front living room. This is the box well, for no, by this area. Is that what no, you're saying? No, this is the... Oh, not at all. This is the Can't base that you know, sits in this space all the time. Yeah. This is, you know, these are the candles that go in this room mm-hmm. on this table all the time. Mm-hmm. What happens if you switch it up? Did mm-hmm. you try to switch it up on your grandma? Yes. How'd some she things, handle that? Something she allowed. <laughs> some things were big new. No. <laughs> what did you think, though? Did you think that you were making progress? Did the things look new? Was it like a new way of looking at everything? Or did yes, you think you were yes. wrong? Well, my mom used to intentionally do that. For Christmas, she would have us kids decorate because we always put things in a different spot. And she had gotten mm. sick of every Christmas, the same stuff goes in the same spot. Well, we're creatures of habit, right? So right. we just fall. In. It's sometimes easier, but it's mm-hmm. you don't feel as invigorated by it, I guess. You know, right. you feel kind of like mm. you're just going through the motions. Like, right. here's Christmas again. Right. Now, I'll admit, I have an entire area full of Christmas decorations, I don't even decorate for Christmas anymore. Mm-hmm. Because it's, I'm so, it, it just feels like so much. What a Scrooge, my goodness. I know. I no, I, I love Christmas, but I'm also not home a lot oh. during right. Christmas time. So, right. but it is, I mean, it, but maybe something like that. And I mm-hmm. have done that. I've asked my sister, who is a designer, right. will you come over? My birthday present this year I want from you is in, that's in August, but I'm like, save that for December mm-hmm. and I want you to come decorate my house. And right. I have done that. And yeah. that's, Amazing. So even mm-hmm. to have somebody come into your space and look at it right. differently right. to make you You've got to have thick skin for that, but I'm sure I could handle it, right? Uh, I can take know. criticism well. Everyone I? but you can handle that. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Let's be Someone's going to have to break it to me gently. Yeah. But yeah, mixing it up. And that was the whole point. No, it was not the whole point. That's just one of the points. Yeah. One of the things that we, we you and I, Betsy, mm-hmm. really took away from Iris. I was yeah. literally stunned mm. that this 98-year-old fashion icon mm-hmm. lady with crazy get-ups and you know, jewelry that, you know, would probably, you know, <laughs> make you fall over, yeah, bend me to the ground, <laughs> make me stoop down with the weight of it. That lady impacted me so mm-hmm. profoundly. And it was because of that whole idea. You know, whatever your style is, whatever you like, don't discount it. Mm-hmm. Don't right away think, oh, I need to toe this line mm-hmm. in order to do decorating the right way. Right. Utter freedom. And you realize there's no more crazy rules that you got to follow. And you realize that the goofy little dog thing that you saw, we've got right over there, Caroline. If you turn around, we've got a little, what is oh, that? Yeah. Just a little a little balloon-dog-like like balloon thing. Dog. Yeah. And then the, the monkey that we have on yeah. our little heater over there. These are there things that are goofy and silly, and yet they make us laugh. They're funny. We remember when we got them, where we got them. Right. I've got things in my home that that's just fun to me, mm-hmm. and it's okay to have it out there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I totally agree. So what are we going to do for next year's event, Caroline? Do you have any ideas? Because <laughs> we've got to we've got to meet these standards and exceed them. It's going to be tough. Yeah, I mean, we nailed it with this one. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think any time that you guys do this, though, you inspire people just in a different way. I think that you know, Iris certainly because of who she is and because of what an icon she has been. And we all know who she is. If you say her name, people might not know it. But if you say, you know, the lady with the big black glasses, they're like, yeah. oh, that one. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it really is just, you know, continuing with the inspiring folks. And, and I think you guys do a really good job of that. So I'm sure the level will be, uh, the bar will be raised. We'll see. Every year we go through this very same struggle. Oh, oh last year was good. How wow. do we make it better? At some point. We're going to like top out at yeah, this. this I don't know. This one was fun because it, it just hit so close to home. Yeah. And it was so fun to realize I can break out of my box and mm-hmm. have a lot of fun decorating yeah. and really infuse break a lot of, of my box. personal style into that uh-huh. or my personal lack of style, as some of my children have pointed <laughs> yeah. out. Uh-huh. Caroline, exactly. thanks so much for taking time to be with us today. Yeah, sure. You come Thank from you. where? The faraway land of Chicago. Yeah, so you get to drive back hours. now and gain yeah. an hour though, right? I, that's what I said. I'm in the future right now. I'm just going to go. <laughs> so I actually gain an extra hour. It's an uh, hour and a half. The future's kind of dim. From but... the future. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for being here. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Now, all right, after the break, we're going to the vault for an old segment on extension cords from a couple years ago. A lot of great information, and we'll help you break down which extension cord is right for you. And yes, there really is one that's right for you, and a bunch that are wrong. We'll spell it all out in just a minute. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. All right, for this last segment of the day, we're going to the vault to an old segment that aired way back, I think, a couple years ago. It was episode 43. And we're on right now episode 173. So it was a long time ago. And honestly, it was surprisingly good. And I was thinking about it this past weekend when I was working on the yard. It's about extension cords. And I was busy trimming some trees back using an electric trimmer, hedge trimmer. And of course, as I've done periodically, 
I went and cut straight through my extension cord. And when I was standing there assessing the damage and what had happened, I remembered this segment and I thought, I ought to listen to this again. And if it's any good, I'm going to play it on this coming Saturday because it's very good information. And I remember learning so much. So as boring as maybe extension cord sounds, this is a really fun segment. So with no further ado, here we go. From episode 43, way back a couple years ago. Let's right now talk about something that everybody has in their home, and there's a very good chance that most of us are using it incorrectly, at least at some point. Mm-hmm. And what we're talking about are extension cords. Now, for me, personally, this will come as no surprise to anybody who's ever listened to the show, but I don't always make the best decisions sometimes. <laughs> I learn by a lot of experiences. Uh-huh. Normally, they're bad experiences, and then I, I learn a lot. Right. But anyway, with extension cords, one of my things has always been to buy an extension cord based on two determining factors. The length of the cord, the longest one I could possibly find, uh-huh. at the lowest possible price. Right. Once I would find that, I'd figure I'd struck gold, throw that in my cart, and I'm off. But there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Extension cords vary, and so do the power requirements of many of the tools that we use. Mm-hmm. Using the wrong extension cord for your tools can impact their performance, it can damage them over time, and it can even create a fire hazard if all of the right conditions are in place. Right. Now, when choosing a cord, the first thing to consider are the amps that are required by the equipment or tool that you're going to be using. So, generally speaking, you know, a Dremel type of tool, you're looking at two to four amps. An electric drill, you're probably looking looking at 6 to 10, and a circular saw or something like that, you're about 13 to 15 amps. So you need to consider that. But the next thing to consider is how much the electrical cord can handle, how much load that can handle. Right. There are two main factors here, and that's the cord length and the actual thickness of the wire of the cord. Now, personally, I would always try, like I said, to buy the longest cord I could find and use it for every project. (laughs) That was my plan. I mean, if I've got 100 feet of cord, that covers me in almost every single Oh, yeah. That was my thought. Yep. The problem is, there's something called resistance, which leads to voltage drop. Oh, no. Here comes a Science Saturday <laughs> segment. It's a Science Saturday <laughs> segment. No, this is very interesting. Yes. So, just ride with me here for a second. Yep. See, all wires have some degree of resistance. You know, As electrical mm. current flows through, it dissipates as it travels the length of the wire. The dissipated energy is expelled in the form of heat. Yes. Are you tracking so far? Yes, Professor. You can handle this, Betsy? <laughs> yes. All right. Obviously, since energy is lost as it meets resistance, less of it reaches the equipment that you're trying to power. Right. And this phenomena, 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 (laughs) phenomena, right? Is that how that works? Anyway, that's called voltage drop. Let's just get serious again, Betsy. Yes. Quit dragging us down. Uh Over short distances, you really don't notice much of that at all. But over longer distances, your tools, your equipment, they're not able to run at full speed. Now, I've noticed this. Mm -hmm. If I plug it directly into the wall outlet, Everything works fine. Yes. But if I plug it into my extension cord, mm-hmm. you know, four football fields away <laughs> from the power outlet, yes. it's like squirrels are pedaling little bicycles trying to power my tools. Oh, that is such a fun thought. <laughs> yeah, it's frustrating. <laughs> yeah. But actually worse, I could be damaging the tools, which is probably why I have very few nice things yes. when I think about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the length of the wire really is a big deal. You need to be aware of that. And the way around all of this is just adjusting the thickness or the gauge of that wire. So the 
thicker the wire, the less resistance it's going to offer. The less resistance means full power over that longer distance. So you can get out the 100 feet mm-hmm. and still get the full power. Now, gauge is usually marked on the package or even on the court itself in some instances. Right. So get your cords out right now, real quick. We'll wait. Well, we don't have much time to wait. So just do this later. But you can find it right on the cord. Yeah. And it's usually in the form of a fraction. So 14 over 3, 12 over 3. And the 14 or the 12 means that that's the gauge. And the 3 is how many conductor wires are going to be in that little bundle. Right. Now, the important thing to gather here is that the thicker the wire or the higher the gauge, the lower the number. It's a little bit like golf. It's backwards. Right. So 12 <laughs> is actually a thicker wire. Right. It's better. Better for conducting mm-hmm. you know, electricity over a longer distance right. than a 14 gauge would be. Yes. So thicker the gauge, lower the number. Okay. That's the Science Saturday overview of extension cords. Mm. But since this is the RepcoLite Home Improvement Show, let's get to some practical information and talk about which cord is right for you. Right. Now, all of that depends on the factors that we just got done talking mm. about. The amps required by your equipment yep. and the distance that you need to run the cord. Yes. But still, we can make some generic recommendations. Right. And the first one is this. Own several different cords. <laughs> yes. Don't buy one super long cord and try to use it for everything. Right. It's not convenient and it's also not efficient. And last, it could be really dangerous. Mm-hmm. If you take a 100-foot cord and coil it up, all of that heat loss that it, you experience when you have the voltage drop can actually cause the cord to start on fire. There Especially are... if you're using it on tools that require more amps than that cord is able to carry over that long distance. So buy a number of different cords. Yeah. Buy a couple 25-foot cords. Buy a 50-foot cord. Maybe a 100-foot cord mm-hmm. if you have the need for something like that. Right. And also buy bigger gauge extension cords if possible. Yes, we are aware that they are more expensive, but that's what you really want to be investing in. And maybe because just, they'll work for every project, right? Right. Buy you just don't have to worry time. that it's too big of a gauge uh-huh. for this project. It can never be too big of a gauge. Well, it sometimes can be really awkward to haul around. Well, yes. If you go crazy. Well, that's why you only haul around the twenty-five foot one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But buy the biggest gauge that you can afford and make right. that work. And yep. here's just a, a little overview to kind of. Mm. Hopefully, put it in perspective. A 25 foot, 14 gauge extension cord mm. is going to deliver up to 15 amps, which means you can run drills, reciprocating saws, miter saws, even many circular saws and smaller little bench saws, things like that. Right. If you need 50 foot to deliver that same mm. load, then you're going to need to bump up to a 12 gauge cord. 50 foot of 12 gauge cord is going to power most of the things that right. homeowners use on a regular basis. Right. If you need more than that, you need a 100 feet of mm-hmm. cord, then you need to bump up to a 10 gauge. Yes, and it just goes from there. And yes, there are other questions that we could be answering right now. You know, what happens if you put a bunch of them together? Is that okay? I really want to know if that's a very good idea or a very bad idea. <laughs> I have my suspicions. Yes. <laughs> but we'll dig into that on another episode. Right. Right now, all we wanted was for everyone to understand that there are certain extension cords for certain jobs and that you don't want to just buy whatever extension cord. Right. And there you go. Just like that, we're done. Another episode in the books, episode 173, over and done, wrapped up, packaged, and ready for you to listen 
again, if you want to, at repcolite.com. And while you're there, make sure you check out the blogs, all the different things we've got, the online store. If you've got any questions, you can live chat with us right there at repcolite.com. So make use of that. Whatever you do today, make sure you have a good one. We do have some exterior painting weather left, so make the most of it if you feel like it. All the Repcolite and Port City paint stores are open till 3, waiting to see you. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.